Players are recorded live in-game. Audio quality may vary. Sonic Realms. Roleplay. Made real. I prepare for the mission. I put on my armor jacket. Make sure that I've packed my telescoping staff and my sap. And make sure that I've got all of my ammunition and the silencer. I pack all of my gear, including the explosives, packed in a spongy, shock-absorbing material. I get on my bike and head over to the docks to the appointed meeting area. I look around the apartment for something to throw at Drager. I throw the soy milk container at Drager. Hey, Drager, catch. I felt something whiff and I roll over and scratch my face. Drager! Mm. What? Mm. What? What? Tonight's the night. I rub my face. Ah, oh, finally, finally. <clears throat> we should bring the bike and the car in case there's a lot that we can take from the mission. Yeah, just in case. I should drive the car. That puts me on the bike. I'm taking the car. I grab all my stuff. So I've got my disguise kit, my laser microphone, my binoculars, my flashbangs, my explosive grenade, and my jammer. I'm gonna take my entire accoutrement. The Ruger, the Uzi, the AK, the combat knife, and the baton, and the goggles, and the silencers. I put on my armor vest in preparation for what we're about to do. I rifle through the pile of clothes. I find a t-shirt doesn't smell too bad and throw it on. Put my armor jacket on top of it. Put my melee weapons inside the pockets. And strap my guns onto my back and my hips. I unzip my bag just to check if everything's there. Since it is, I re-zip it and sling it over my shoulder. Ah, <sighs> you know, hopefully this is one of the last times we gotta do these stairs. We earn enough of this gig and we can get better digs. Yeah, something with a window. At least. Yeah, some with window with less stairs. It's a good call. You ready to go? Yep. All right, let's hit it. The reflection of the full moon dissipates in the ocean as the fog begins to roll in across the bay. Floodlights illuminate the guard building and perimeter fence surrounding the docks, but don't reach the shadowy service streets nearby. I pull down a side street and park the motorcycle. I get off and check the area in augmented reality for any new icons. Drager and Kurt arrive shortly after Hez finishes her scan. They park their vehicles and walk up behind her, never taking their eyes off the docks in the distance. Hez doesn't look away either. It looks like they've upgraded their security systems. Kurt looks out into the darkness over the ocean. I'm concerned about the docks. We don't know what we're in for. We don't know what the other gang is like. We haven't done this complicated of a mission yet. These are all valid concerns. No, you're right. You you never know, ever, when you get into stuff, what it's going to be like. You just prep and go in and do it. That's all there is to it. Oh, yeah, and make sure you get out alive on the other end. That helps. We've seen how many people walk in and out of that shop generally. I think we can handle what's going to be at the docks. Well, we're going to do it quiet, right? So, less reason to all crazy about it. We'll be careful, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. But rest assured, none of us are that comfortable with this yet. 
they begin last-minute preparations before committing to the mission. Jet appears from out of the shadows of a nearby alley and joins them without making a sound. She looks a little rough around the edges. She is wearing a grimy hoodie, trousers, and tight gray gloves. I look at her puzzled. Hello, everyone. Hez notices a slight droop to Jet's posture. Are you feeling all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm just a little tired. I've been working on something for this mission. It kind of came down to the wire last night and I didn't finish until this morning. How are you? Hez adjusts a small but bulky looking bag under her arm and unzips the top. I've created grenades that release a gas when broken that will put everyone in the shop to sleep. Hmm. Okay. I figured this idea might be a bit less messy and difficult than the poison idea. Uh, well, one of these jobs needed to be loud and fun, but you want to take that away? Fine, fine. We can go quiet the whole time. There'll be time for fireworks another day, I guess. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. I smile a little. There can still be fireworks. We have flashbangs. Oh, okay. Okay. And I can throw them. You can throw them. Yes. How have you been doing with your practice? Great. We can actually throw and catch now. Yeah, both. It's great. Both throwing and catching. Yeah. Not being able to catch was a real bummer. I've also been practicing. I think back to myself of playing catch with the children. I enjoyed it immensely, and I worry that one of these runs might get in the way of that. Yeah, and Kurt's been, uh, Kurt's been getting behind the wheel, too. Yeah. Ah, oh, good. Any more bumps or bruises? I look at Kurt. No? Staying on the straight and narrow? Yeah, he's not running things over anymore. He's better. He's getting better. Well, there was that one thing, but, uh, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Very well. As everyone was talking, Jet had been surveying the docks with her compact binoculars. Guys, the guard at the post. He's the one I overheard while we were scoping out the place. He's in on it. Oh, of course. Makes sense. Maybe he doesn't want the others around. So are you ready to do your thing, Kurt? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Good luck. You're going to do all right. I pat Kurt on the back reassuringly. Jet lowers her binoculars and looks back at the group. Are we ready to do this? Yes, I believe so. How about you guys? I'm ready. Yeah. Let's get in there. Are you feeling all right, Kirk? As good as I can be before a potentially life-threatening mission. Okay, I'm going to make you and Drager invisible. Kurt, once you're in position, I'll drop the invisibility on you and then make Hez invisible, but keep it on Drager as long as he's on the docks. Can you handle doing all of these things at once? Are you sure you won't pass out? Yeah. I mean, I did it before at the gang hideout. I think well, I can do it again. Well, what happens if you pass out in the middle of this and then all of a sudden we're not invisible anymore? Don't worry. This time, we've got help. Jet looks to the side and nods her head. The air beside her seems to ripple gently, then quickly becomes a violent shimmer. From between the atoms that make up the empty space within the shimmer, shafts of black, otherworldly light radiate outward. The light appears to bend inward and coalesces into solid shapes. Once the air stops shimmering, a cloud of black and deep purple butterflies hovers next to Jet, shifting itself into complex geometric shapes every few seconds. Whoa. I watched the cloud of butterflies appear with some glee. This is beautiful, Jetangeline. <sighs> My pulse starts to quicken. 
Kurt's eyes are wide open, and he looks like he has turned a light shade of pale green. What is all that? This is a spirit that's going to get us over that fence. I'll ask it to help more. It should, as long as we don't ask too much of it. At least, I guess that's how it's supposed to work. We're going in by air. By what? It's what I was doing all night. Practicing. They should be able to lift us over that fence. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me you could have been teleporting us this whole time? No. I mean, kinda. I don't know, this is a first for me. I had some help figuring this out. It should work. Okay. In theory. The butterflies assure me they can do it. Hmm. Jet, last time you tried to get us out of a bind during a mission, you almost killed me. She's part of the team. You gotta trust, trust. She also saved us as well. Yeah, sounds about neutral in my book. I don't know if I'm willing to take the chance. Well, neutral is another word for clean slate, no? Well, how do you know it can just pick up all of us when it's just been you? Can this spirit lift a troll jet? Um, how much do you weigh? Yeah, I... um... Never mind, never mind. Um, shoot. I don't think they can lift you, Hez. All right, we'll have to amend that. Can someone open the door for me? And while you perhaps make me invisible, I can sneak in? That's a good idea. Kurt, you still have those keys, right? Yeah. Are you all right with this, Kurt? No. Well, perhaps we can have you sneak in while Jet and Draeger are flown. I mean, if I can can float with a spirit on my way in there, I'm going to do it. Kurt, I think you may actually be the lightest out of all of us. So I think you'll have the best chance of making it over. And the first chance. Since you're lightest, you can go in first and sneak your way in because you're good at that. And then, I don't know, the heavier we go through the rest of the team, we could find other ways in. But you get floated up easily, quickly by this spirit thing. It'll be over before you know it. All right. If it's what you guys want, then I'll do it. But I just want you floating me right over the fence. I'll take it from there. No problem. It will be all right, Kurt. Says the person not flying in. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's true. I pat Kurt's arm. Well, I hope those butterflies are strong. We are strong together. Glad to have you on our side. All right, here we go, Kurt. I'm going to make you invisible. Kurt's aversion to magic is in overdrive. It's all deeply disturbing to him and the thought of having an invisibility spell cast on him after witnessing a magical spirit incarnate before his eyes and speak pushes against his limits. He swallows and wills himself to focus on the mission. Okay. Jet takes a breath and holds her hands up. Her eyebrows narrow as she focuses her mind around Kurt. Her will and the magical energy around Kurt intermingle as he slowly warps and folds into nothing but a mirage. Jet, looking a bit pale, turns to Draeger. Are you ready for this? Draeger secures his night vision goggles to his forehead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jet once again raises her hands and focuses. Draeger looks down at his body and hands as they slip away from sight. Jet catches herself Uh, as her knees almost give out. uh, You okay, Jet? Yeah, it took a bit out of me. We're ready. Kurt... Once you're inside, use the key we stole to open the gate so Hez can get in. 
Everyone nods in agreement, poised to get the mission underway. Jet slips off the hooded jacket and trousers she's wearing, revealing a tight-fitting, dull gray chameleon suit. It has what looks like a grid of reflective silver circuitry embedded within the non-reflective fabric. Let's see. <sighs> she slides her gloved finger across the back of her hand. She then pulls the suit's hood over her head and face as the gray material starts to shift colors from her feet up. It doesn't make her invisible, but adapts to the ambient colors around her and breaks up her human form. She would easily be seen with a direct observation, but difficult to notice out of the corner of an eye. After affixing her night vision goggles to her head, she turns to face the cloud of butterflies. I point at everyone as I say their names. Lift. Ah. Gently lift. Kurt. Drager. And me over to the other side of that fence. Yes. The cloud of butterflies slowly float over to Kurt, who is slowly backing up. Hey, well, what are you doing? I warily watch Kurt in the approaching cloud of butterflies. The majority of the butterflies float behind Kurt and attach themselves to the rears of his legs, arms, and back, with the minority attaching themselves to his shoulders and chest. He begins to feel lighter and is being pushed back into a reclining sitting position. The fluttering butterflies near his face and on his chest and shoulders don't resemble any butterflies Kurt has ever seen before, appearing to have an extra set of wings that have sharp-looking tips and don't move as much. He tries not to think about being surrounded by these razor-like wings as his feet leave the ground. Oh my god. Whoa. Okay. Kurt floats higher and higher into the chilly night sky, above the streetlights, and into the dark cover of night, leveling off about four stories from the ground. Okay. Between the spell and the black butterflies, he is completely invisible to the naked eye. He can see the entire layout of the empty docks from this height. Try to close your eyes, Kurt. Just pretend that you were on a boat. I don't remember ever being on a boat, Hez. Close, close your eyes. Okay. <coughs> guys, guys, I'm not ready for this. I want down, I want down. Shep, bring me down. Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Drager is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tommaso. Hez is played by Torval Tempestus. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening.